Hayes, Alexander, Shabbat for three, bang, oh! will get it for the win. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper 24 Minute Recaps, episode number 82. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on all platforms at YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast, Apple Podcast, follow us on Spotify, and of course, to follow us on all social media platforms at Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Dime Dropper Pod. So for tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about the Clippers and the Suns battling for the two-seed winner, clinch playoff berth, and then I'll be talking about the Lakers and the Wizards as well, two Dime Dropper teams. Then I'll maybe briefly go over the Celtics for a second. But let's talk about the Clips and the Suns. The Clips, my Clips, falling to Phoenix for the first time this season in our final matchup against one another, 109-101 at the formerly known as, when I attended it, the U.S. Airway Center in Phoenix, Arizona in downtown. The Clips without Kawhi again tonight. I heard the news and I was, you know, I'm starting to worry a little bit. We're at the home stretch now with eight games remaining in the season. Kawhi Leonard is not playing. I'm starting to think, is he actually injured? Because this is starting to worry me right now. You know, Patrick Beverly's not back. Serge Ibaka, I know he's been in four-on-fours or whatever, but he's still not back. And I want to get a little run of games of knowing what this is going to look like because it's been very makeshift, very plug-in based on who's out all the time. And I think that that is... Not a good thing when a team like the Suns, the Jazz, they've had continuity the whole time. That being said, despite the fact that we lost tonight, we're going to get into that in just a second, all the details. I don't think that we're going to lose to the Suns if we play them in a seven-game series. I really don't. Unless there's an injury or something calamitous that the basketball gods have in store for the Clippers yet again in the second round, I think on some 06 shit. I really think that we should get revenge on the Suns for uh 06 but let's get into the game it was a very poor start in my opinion on the defensive end for the clippers we were getting beat off the dribble constantly we had no resistance on pick and rolls chris paul and devin booker were either turning the corner and getting really solid looks especially chris in my opinion this is honestly the first game we've ever played against chris where i was really like damn like we can't stop this guy like there was never a game even when he was on the hornets or the Rockets, where I was like, oh, Chris is getting really annoying. Like, no. You know, but tonight was the first time, to be honest. Um, he had some moments last year. He had that one game in OK, uh, when he was on the Thunder in December when Kawhi didn't play as well when he beat us. But besides the point, tonight was the best game Chris has played against the Clippers, in my opinion, at least from my memory, definitely since he left us. But they, we didn't have much resistance on screens. You know, Reggie Jackson was, you know, he's not much of a – presence getting over the screens on Chris Paul and if you don't hedge hard throw two guys on him hard and prevent you know the pass then Chris Paul is going to make the right read a lot of times it's going to be it was the role man tonight DeAndre Ayton or Frank Kaminsky and Frank the Tank was making little you know uh, chippies and little six foot floaters and one-handed push shots over the rotating guy and you know sometimes that's because Chris Paul was able to 
you know, he gets a pass through two bodies. And, you know, that's obviously the skill of Chris Paul. But also, you know, you got to pressure the ball a little bit. We were just getting beaten on poor closeouts. That's one thing that's very fundamentally poor in today's league, closeouts. You know, I know they have to close out longer distance. And you have to be more wary of these shooters. But the fundamentals of, of the closeout are just poor. You know, they're getting out just running and getting swept past each other. Or, you know, getting uh, blown by on the hard closeout. You know, the Suns were getting to the rim too easily, in my opinion. Too easily. 39-31 after one. We did a little bit better in the second quarter with our second unit with Batum. With that small ball lineup of Patterson. Who I thought held his own pretty decently defensively again. I mean, that's usually what he does pretty well. Rondo, who... You know, the one thing, only criticism I have is uh, I thought that sometimes he held the ball a little long and, you know, he was one of three from three and they were all pretty good looks. I would have wished, I wish he would have hit like one more of them. But overall, he calms a lot of things down and he still gets guys good looks and he feeds the mismatch. And, you know, I like Rondo. out. I, I love having Rondo out there. And tonight he was pretty good. I mean, I think he helped. Uh, nine points, four rebounds, seven assists, only two turnovers. So I'll take that. And he was four of eight from the field. He was pretty efficient. He got to the rim and a lot of penetrating and kicking. And when he missed, there were times where we got offensive rebounds off of that. Zubots, Terrence Mann. I thought they did a good job off of that. The only thing is with Rondo is, of course, we didn't have Kawhi, who's been a main ball handler. You know, we know the role that he has for this team. So having Rondo, you know, he usually won't be doing that much, in my opinion. And... You know, tonight Rondo was like our second, arguably our second best, or the second most commanding player for us in terms of who dominated the ball. Um, but overall, I thought, yeah, Frank Kaminsky, Chris Paul, I thought they played really well. Campaign, you know, saying his name, you know, campaign. But uh, he's been great this season. We've talked about him here on Dime Dropper. The Suns were a Dime Dropper team early on in the season. And he was hitting some tough ones. I'm talking contested threes off the dribble. Just, you know, getting a switch on a Patrick Patterson, pulling him out uh, and, you know, dancing a little bit and pulling a three over him, hitting floaters in the lane. Six of 14 for campaign. I thought he was really solid. Three of six from three to go along with four rebounds and four assists, 15 points. But the third quarter, I thought our defense was better. I thought we started a little bit more attention to detail. I thought that Zubats was doing a little bit of a better job. I thought he was a huge passenger in the beginning of the game. And he started growing into it a little bit more. You know, filling the lane hard, getting offensive rebounds, going up strong. And that's the main thing, going up strong, you know. And catching the ball, keeping it up high, and going towards the basket. And he started doing that a little bit better in the second half. I thought Paul George did a really good job of making shots that kept us in the game. You know, there were a couple opportunities where the Suns could have gone up by double digits, 12 points, 13 points, and Paul George would make a big shot, especially in the end of that first quarter. You know, we were down by like 13, 14, I think, for a second, and Paul hit like two threes in a row and had like 15 consecutive points to keep us within the game. And it felt like if you were a Suns fan, the Clippers just weren't going away. And we got really close. You know, we got really close in that fourth quarter. I thought, though... You know, Marcus Morris Sr., Terrence Mann, we were down by like one point or so. We got good opportunities to tie the game or, you know, hit the open shot to, to give us the lead even, and we didn't capitalize. I also think that we turned the ball over too much tonight, especially in very crucial moments of the game. We turned the ball over a grand total of 14 times. I think it was actually 15 times. Uh, the telecast showed 15. Let me just double check. 15 times. And the Suns scored 15 points off those turnovers. 
I thought that we did a better job of not shooting too many threes tonight. 12 at 31 for 39%, much better. But the turnovers were pretty costly, especially the timing of them. Paul George with five of them. So he had five turnovers to his four assists. I didn't like that, even though I thought he had a great game. Or a very, I shouldn't say a great game, a good game. Three of nine from three, nine of 21 from the field. 25 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, three steals. To be honest, I didn't have too many problems with the threes he was taking. Um, but yeah, I thought that the Suns were just a better team tonight. And you got to give a credit to my favorite player of all time, CP3. You know, he was cooking us in that pick and roll in that fourth quarter. High screen and roll with DeAndre Ayton. And he was coming off those with Reggie Jackson on him, and he was cooking him. He was creating space for that mid-range. And when you don't get up as the big man, then he's going to get into that mid-range area. And, you know, there were a couple times where he actually just got the step and hit the Jets harder than I've seen lately in the last couple of years. Even on Paul George, you know, he got by him once or twice, forced us to call a timeout with some reverse layups. Seeing Paul Chris finish around the rim you know, going all the way is something you don't see as much nowadays. He's not as quick on his feet. He's not as quick off the dribble, off the bounce. But seeing him do that is, one, impressive just to see see him keep doing it. Two, not good enough from our, um, our, our guys on the perimeter. I think that we, again, miss Patrick Beverly against certain guards. Against a team like a Phoenix Suns that their best players are the backcourt. We struggle with Reggie Jackson and Kennard. You know, Terrence Mann is the only one that can give us good, you know, good, you know, bother a good guard coming off uh, coming off screens. So, you know, Rondo, he's eh on defense in terms of that. And Reggie, Kennard, not good enough. So Kawhi and Patrick Beverly are two guys that will help our perimeter defense out. Except I wouldn't rely on Bev. You know, it's really, we're going to have to have Kawhi and work with it. But in fairness to the Clippers, I think that we'll beat the Suns in a seven-game series if we play them. My only concern is I think that tonight we got killed on the glass also. When we went to that small ball lineup, because, you know, what's happening, Zoo or any big man would come up a little further on Chris Paul um, because, you know, we'd have a good defender on Booker, usually Paul George. Or someone like that. But Chris Paul was getting off the... You know, you had to throw two on him. And the second you throw two on him... If you're not ready for that rotation... he Chris Paul will bounce pass for a wide open layup for that role... For the guy setting the screen rolling to the basket. So... Man. Chris, you gotta give it to him. He was the player of the game for me tonight. He won him the game. The Phoenix Suns. They beat us 109-101. They clinched their first playoff berth since 2010... Everybody, let's give the Phoenix Suns a round of applause. I picked them as my five seed this year. They surpassed that expectation because of the Clippers and Lakers having a lot of injuries and load management and, you know, um, yeah, guys in and out of the lineup. And same thing goes for the Denver Nuggets with Jamal Murray. I mean, they look like they were going to start catching the Suns. And you never know, they still could. I doubt it, though. And then, of course, the surprising season the Jazz have had. I actually had the Suns finishing over the Jazz surprisingly, but, you know, I think if you're the Clippers, two losses in a row isn't good, but the most important thing is we need to get Kawhi back. Now that we're three down in the loss column against Phoenix, I think the second seed could be lost. I think that, you know, I don't want to say that we're taking the regular season too lightly because Kawhi's, I don't know if Kawhi's actually injured or not, but in my opinion, there have been times where we really took it easy this season. However, I don't think that we should lose to Phoenix if we play them. But we need to make sure we stay in that spot because the Denver Nuggets are playing us next and they're on our tails. Somehow, without Jamal Murray, they haven't 
you know, faltered that much. And I think that Nikola Jokic definitely is stealing his MVP case because of that. I think that Denver, we need to be very careful. Very careful. Kawhi needs to, we need to figure out what's good with this situation. Kawhi needs to come back because we need to get some, we need to get this chemistry ready to go by the playoffs. Because let's talk about, as we segue, um, let me see, am I missing anyone? Terrence Mann, though, I thought he was good in the fourth quarter. Offensive rebounds, you know, following up Rondo's misses and just several guys' misses, just being active. 12 points and six boards. Uh, 6 of 10 from the field. Reggie Jackson, though, not the best shooting net for him. 4 of 11 and 2 of 5 from 3. But I think that Ty Lue, I got I to give him some um, I gotta give him some heat tonight just like I hold the players accountable. You know, there's no reason why Zoo should have been out of the game so long. Uh, DeAndre Ayton and the, and, the Nugget, and the Suns, they got too many offensive rebounds tonight. And Zoo only played 25 minutes. And in the second half, you know, other than the first quarter, he was very solid in the game. He was starting to grow into the game. And look at the offensive rebounding battle, 15-5 to in favor of the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, that's not going to do it. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons we lost tonight. But I don't think it's too much to panic about, again, because we don't have Kawhi. So next game is against Denver, and it will not be easy. Clippers dropped to 43-21, and Suns to 44-18. and Chris Paul, awesome performance, man. Got to show love to CP. 28 points, 3 rebounds, 10 assists, 3 steals, 10 of 15 from the field, 4 of 8 from 3, and 4 of 4 at the line. Devin Booker, I thought he was solid, but he seemed like, I know Chris has been the closer in terms of when it comes to a game like this where it's not the final shot, but just shutting the door. And Chris was, even with the Clippers, always great at shutting the door. I just think that it seems like Dev, Devin Booker has kind of, you know, he's letting Chris Paul do that, but I don't want... He's starting to look a little... I don't know. He looked a little less confident tonight. I was more comfortable with the ball in Book's hands at the end of the game, which in the past, I've been very scared of the ball in Book's hands and more comfortable with the ball in Chris's hands as the opposition. But Devin Booker tonight, he looked a little like he didn't want that moment at the end the way Chris did. So just something to watch going forward. I don't want... You know, if you're a Suns fan, I'm only speaking if, if I was a Suns fan. At this point, I wanted the Suns to do well. They were my, I said they were my second favorite team this season. But they've become too good. So now I, 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 they're our enemy now. They've, they've become right into that direct competition with us. So I think that if I was a Suns fan, though, I don't want, you know, Book needs to be getting big moments too just because, you know, he, he will be the one that hits the last shot. And, I will, you know, Chris Paul is great for that closing door moment. But you just don't want him to lose his confidence because he's the thing. Book is the franchise player. The window with Chris Paul is small. I don't think it will be a championship. Sorry, Suns fans. I just don't. But anyway, let's segue into a team that the Clippers could play in the first round if they fool around. And that is the Lakers, who fell again tonight to the red-hot Washington Wizards, led by the red-hot Russell Westbrook, who has completely been on an absolute terror since that injury he had in the beginning of the season when I was very critical of him. He has shut me up. He has been phenomenal. He is playing one of the best stretches of basketball that he's played in his career, which is saying a lot, and he is winning games. The fact that the Wizards are now six games under 500 after the ridiculous season that they've had with all the injuries that they've had with Thomas Bryant, with all the fire Scott Brooks talk, with their poor defensive numbers, it has been a phenomenal display. And I think that you know, I didn't get to watch the first half of this game. The Lakers were down by six points when I started watching. But when I did start watching, I noticed a lot of Anthony Davis standing at the perimeter. 
And again, I've said this several times, we teams will be comfortable with AD standing around playing like he's a shooting guard. You know, I know that he doesn't want to clog the paint with Montrader and Drummond in there, but okay then, that's fine. We'll let Anthony Davis sit on the perimeter and shoot because no team is that scared of that, I can assure you. Anyway, another thing, the Lakers tonight just didn't know when to quit shooting threes. It was ridiculous. Uh, for a stretch of the game, which is funny because they only shot 34, but especially Ben McLemore. I know he's a good shooter, but s- some of those in the in the third quarter were just exacerbating the Lakers already trailing by a bit and made it worse because the, 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 the Wizards were capitalizing. Westbrook was getting the rebound and getting out and running, and that's the Russell Westbrook I love to see, pushing the pace, getting to the rim, getting and ones. He was phenomenal tonight, making some great passes. There was this one pass. I should have taken the TikTok of it. Man, dime dropper status. Westbrook was at the three-point line, and he was looking at the basket like he was going to shoot, and he fizzed that shit right underneath the rim to, I think it was Alex Len. And, you know, that's a play where that's a long distance for the ball to travel from the top of the three to underneath the rim. As a defender, you should probably be able to get a tip on it. But the reason why Montrader didn't was, one, because, you know, he's not the most alert guy in the world, but mainly because Russ put so much pace on it, and that's what you got to do. And he sold that shot fake. You know, it was it was nice. Russ, he is really impressed me with his passing lately. 18 points, 18 boards, 14 assists, 7 of 16 from the field. Bradley Beal was awesome as well. 27 points, 11 of 18 from the field. The Lakers, yeah, just, I didn't like what I saw from KCP either. Four points, one of five, one of four from three. Andre Drummond, he has his moments, but he also has his moments where on defense he just looks slow, and he looks like he can be taken advantage of. Um, Guys, Laker fans, there's 10 games left in this season. This is going to be a close call, man, with LeBron coming back and everything, just getting everything together. I think that the Clippers and the Lakers are in similar boats. I'd feel much better if I was a Clipper fan. But then at the same time, if you're a Laker fan, you're thinking, we have LeBron James and AD. We are the defending champs. I would bet our money on us every time. Uh, I wouldn't be so confident in my team. Uh, but the season, we've been better, obviously, with with you know with the health, even though we haven't been the most healthy either. But, you know, we'll see. It's going to be a home, tough home stretch. Big win for the Wizards, though. The fact that Westbrook is getting this team in the playing spots is just incredible. So Bradley Beal, 27 points, 11 of 18, and 3 of 5 from 3, if I didn't say that already. Uh, Alex Len, 18 points and 9 rebounds. And I got to talk about Rui as, as well. He was fantastic. You know I'm big on Rui. He's a very solid defender. He has good size and solid lateral movement. And he banged right on Anthony Davis tonight. My goodness, a poster. You know, some little kid in Japan is going to have that one. Mr. Tokyo, do your thing. 12 points for Rui. Four of eight from the field, and the Wizards come up with the win, 28-34. to In other news around the league, the Knicks again coming up with the win, this time by nearly 20, 113-94 over the Chicago Bulls. Julius Randle, 34 points on 12-23 again, and the Celtics bouncing back from last night's defeat with two huge performances. Jason Tatum, 35-8-8, and and then Jalen Brown, 38-7-4. So a commanding performance. And Aaron Neesmith with 15 up the bench for the Celtics to get him the win. That's it for me tonight, guys. Let me know what you think. Leave me a comment. Leave a review. Now we're going to go to the live subscribers for a couple of minutes. Around five minutes because you know your boys got to go tonight. But um, yeah, Super Chat's turned on. Peace.